0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am recording this in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And it is Sunday, the 3rd of September in the year 2023. So it's 9 3 23. And it's September, folks. It's already September. We are in the last third of the year. There are four more months to the year. And we are at that point when we start to think about the end of the year, oddly enough, and we start to think about holidays and and the sort of upcoming events and impending end of the year before we start a brand new year. And it's pretty unbelievable. I don't understand how it got to be the 3rd of September. Of course, I logically understand it, but honestly, it just feels just so crazy that the year has just gone so quickly. So the big news, the big, big, big news is that today in a few hours or about an hour and a half from when I'm recording this, Venus will go direct. And that is a long awaited event that we have had Venus retrograde since the 22nd of July. Now, I remember what I was doing. I was in Tortuguero and I was like, ah, Venus went retrograde. And I was thinking, okay, this is it. This is the beginning of the retrograde. And you never know what's in store for you when the retrograde comes around once every year and a half. But I think I've said this before and I will say it today again for the last time. It was complicated and slogging it out the first three weeks. Then the sun and Venus conjoined in that Kazemi, as they do always midpoint through the Venus retrograde. So Venus and the sun catch up to one another. Venus becomes a morning star. And at that point, I really felt energy starting to shift. And, you know, if we do the work on ourselves, as I have been doing with my lovely class that I have been giving this immersion for the last five weeks, for it's going to be the last class this Tuesday, But as we do the work, that's what really gets us out of the retrograde with flying colors, with success, with feeling like we've accomplished something. So I can say I'm feeling good as this Venus moves forward, that things seem to be sorting themselves out. And I can only hope that as we move forward in these next few days, when Venus will be very slow, we'll start to notice that things are shaking out, lightening up and we can start moving forward again, okay? So Venus will stay at this degree for a number of days. She's at 12 degrees of Leo, and she'll stay here for a little while, and then she'll start to really get some speed and start moving, but she won't leave Leo until October. And remember, she went retrograde at 28 degrees of Leo, and this is actually where we will only just then get out of the shadow. Of Venus. And that's October. And then she'll hit 29. And then she'll go into the next sign, which is Virgo. But now we have this next month to really look at where we've been, what we've learned. And, you know, essentially what she did is she went through all of Leo. She got to the end of Leo. She went retrograde and then went back all the way through Leo again until she got to 12 degrees, which is really the second third of Leo. I'm really early in the second third of Leo. So this is a significant distance that Venus went, you know, and then she turned around. She's turning around tonight and she's going forward and she's going to go through Leo again. It's not like she entered Leo for three seconds and turned around and went back into cancer or something. She was all the way through Leo practically turned around and went back through again. It's like when you when you're driving and you get someplace and you go like, "You know what? We have to turn back. We have we missed a turn back there." And so you turn all the way around. You're practically there and then you go all the way back to a certain point where you missed your turn and then you go all the way forward again. <laughs> and that's what Venus is doing. And so we get another chance to really look at our relationships, our finances, our abundance, how how we are with abundance. What do you believe? And I said this yesterday on Instagram. What do you believe about money? What do you believe about abundance? What do you believe about your relationships? What do you believe about them? A belief is a thought that we have taken to be true. You can have a thought about something in your life. And, you know, you don't necessarily have a belief about it. It's just a thought, you know. Uh... But then if you start to notice a pattern, then you create a story around it. And when we start creating stories and we start having beliefs and we start having stories that contain beliefs and beliefs that are about stories, et cetera, et cetera, then we're going down a rabbit hole and then we start creating these beliefs about our life. So what do you believe about money? What do you believe about your relationships? What do you believe about abundance? Think about those things as we move forward and we go into this next month where Venus will move through the same degrees that she's been through when she was retrograde. And then as if we don't get a chance to breathe (laughs) tomorrow, Monday, the fourth, Venus will be now moving forward. She's starting to get comfortable moving forward and Jupiter will go retrograde. Okay. So Jupiter goes retrograde tomorrow morning, 10, 10, a.m. Eastern time. And it won't really be that long of a time since Venus has gone direct that Jupiter is now going retrograde. Now, they are sort of <laughs> going past each other and slapping the high five and, and going in different directions. But Jupiter's in Taurus. Venus is in Leo. Venus is not squaring Jupiter just yet remember we had two passes of Venus squaring Jupiter once when she was retrograde once before that when she was direct and now again she's going direct and Venus will square Jupiter and that won't be until the 16th of September so we've got a little while yet and Jupiter's at 15 Venus is at 12 that means it's going to take her two weeks to move three degrees okay so she's not going too fast anywhere anytime soon okay so if you have something where venus is um if you have something at 12 degrees leo 12 degrees aquarius 12 degrees scorpio or 12 degrees taurus then you're going to feel something very um fixed about this venus now jupiter is at 15 15 degrees of taurus which is fixed sign which is also at the cardinal axis 15 degrees now remember i talked about that last week so the cardinal axis is the world axis it's where we start to hear big stories about things going on in the world and it might highlight situations people who have planets at the cardinal axis which could be zero degrees cardinal and anything that corresponds to that such as 15 degrees fixed which is where Jupiter is and Jupiter is gonna stay at 15 degrees fixed because it slows down and retrogrades okay so they're only three degrees apart so there's kind of a Jupiter Venus square thing going on but that's not exact so I tend to think there's a little bit of the curiosity of Venus turning direct and scoring Jupiter that's going retrograde. And Jupiter is not, I wouldn't say that it's a retrograde that means that's it. We're not spending money. We can't spend money. We don't have any money. It's not that. That's not what Jupiter retrograde means. It means we step back because a retrograde always wants us to step back and review. Right? And so where is Jupiter asking you to stretch yourself? Where are you not entirely comfortable with stretching yourself? And Jupiter is saying, come on, you've got to stretch a little more. It's like it's like a muscle. It's like when you go to exercise and say you're exercising and you're working on your muscles, your hamstring or something, and you're trying to get them to loosen up a bit and you've got to stretch and stretch and get really, really limber, okay? And that happens with planets too, with, with energy. With Jupiter, it wants us to open up and stretch. And so we don't necessarily feel comfortable doing that when Jupiter goes retrograde. We think we're supposed to contract, but that's not helpful. Contraction is not helpful, especially with Jupiter. So my instincts about Jupiter going retrograde are where we're being tested that we actually need to open up and not contract? Where should we not recoil? Where should we hold the energy? And I found, you know, Venus and Jupiter are both planets of abundance, right? And Jupiter is the greater benefic. It's the bigger planet of abundance. It's the bigger planet of expansion. It's asking you to stretch. It's asking you to open. And Jupiter retrograde is, it's a couple of things. One of the things is, it's asking you to open to where you could expand your life. The, the gut uh, default feeling is to step back and hold back and contract. No. Where you can comfortably hold the energy and sit with it as you continue to expand yourself. Okay, Now, expansion can come in many forms, but the idea of expansion is you're able to hold more You're able to hold the energy. You're able to have faith and trust that things are going to be okay, that you are supported by the universe. Jupiter is also the planet of faith. So this is the other thing. Jupiter is the planet of faith. It is a planet that asks us to trust and have faith in the universe. And the thing about Jupiterian people, my coach is very Jupiterian, um, They are very much a person that trusts. They trust. And sometimes, this is why you see Sagittarians and very Jupiter people. They are extremely risk-taking. They trust that it's going to be okay and they can take that risk. Why? Because they have enormous faith. Because if they fall, they land on their feet there's someone there to catch them. They trust the universe. They have a greater sense of trust in the higher energies, the higher up, that universe, source, god, goddess is going to be there to catch them. And so when we start getting Jupiter aspects, we might start to think, oh, good luck, fortune, abundance, yay, stretching, stretching. So like I said, it's the muscles that you have to use and you're not used to using the muscle. So you're stretching your hamstring and you're getting it stronger. You're getting the muscle stronger and then your hamstring is really strong, right? Your abs, you're stretching your abs, you're working with your abs, you're doing your core work, your biceps, all those things that you have to do some stretching for that allows things to have more space and get bigger. Okay, when those things have more space and you can get bigger, you can breathe more, you can expand your lungs more, it's more breathing room, it's more space, it's more expansion, you can relax more, right? And so, what Jupiter does is it helps us stretch the muscle so that this way, when we really do need to extend ourselves and expand. We start to do it gently and comfortably. You never just stretch a muscle. You don't stretch your hamstring and then pull it, right? And then you're sore. And then you've got to ice it or heat it or whatever you have to do. And then you, it's like, oh, no, no, I can't exercise. It's, you don't want to stretch too much. You want to, especially when we go Jupiter retrograde, we start to notice how to stretch, how to expand, how to comfortably expand and hold the energy and allow ourselves to expand. And then by the time Jupiter goes direct around New Year's Eve, then we realize that we flexed that muscle enough and we're comfortable stretching it. And we're comfortable in that, that well of trust we have created. So this is the important thing about Jupiter. It doesn't mean, tighten your belt, Jupiter's going retrograde, oh no! Put your wallet away! No. Just expand slowly it's like you're slowly breathing in and expanding your lungs you know what that feels like so that experience is you know a metaphor for what happens when Jupiter starts to go retrograde and we are expected to hold energy and stretch muscles and and get a little more flexibility in the jupiterian areas of our lives or the place where jupiter is right now jupiter is in taurus where is taurus for you that's right the taurus story is not over not by a long shot because like i said last week when uranus was going retrograde and there's like a retrograde a week lately um when Uranus was going retrograde, I said, where is Taurus in your chart? So the same question applies this week. Where is Taurus in your chart? And where is Jupiter going retrograde not so far away from Uranus? And remember, they're going to get together next year. But that's we've got a long wait before that story continues. So this is something where we start to expand and notice our expansion. Notice what it feels like to expand. How does it feel when you take a deep breath and you expand your lungs and you let more air in? It feels roomier, right? That's the whole idea. And you step back and you notice how to do this more and better and with Thought and intention. If your intention is to stretch your muscle, if your intention is to take deeper breaths and fill your lungs more deeply and get your body to relax more, that's what Jupiter is helping you do. Okay, the, those are the metaphors for what Jupiter helps you to do. And <clears throat> we like, Jupiter's always going to help, right? Sometimes, sometimes it expands us to a point that maybe we weren't really ready to accept but that's the whole point of stretching. You know, we have to stretch and allow ourselves to expand and that's what we do in expansion mentoring. If you want to join me in expansion mentoring, we get to expand so we can hold more. We can hold more energy and I don't mean expand your waistline and that's the other problem with Jupiter. When when we get with Jupiter, if you get a Jupiter transit, you can easily gain weight. Like if Jupiter goes over your ascendant, over your sun, in your sixth house, yes, you know, in any of those places, you learn to, to take on more, to expand more, to, to, you know, a lot of times when Jupiter goes to your sixth, you're really busy with work. But when Jupiter goes to your sixth, you have to really also not get sloppy about your diet. Because once again, remember what I said before, when these jupiterian types when jupiterian people trust they trust so much they take risks so they feel like they're going to jump out of the building and land on their feet they feel like they're going to um, be able to eat whatever they want and not gain weight they feel like they can rush that green light you know they're going to rush that green light just before it turns yellow right they're going to rush it and that's often what Jupiterian people do. I'm gonna push the envelope and they get through. And then there's a, then so that's where we get the themes of overconfidence that comes with Jupiter. Sometimes you get overconfident because you're you're running that green light. You're gonna rush that light. And you're like, I did it, baby. I'm cool, I can handle these things, and that's where you keep doing it. It's not like whoosh, okay. I made it, thank heavens, and I'm getting to where I need to go on time, all right, and I'm not going to get stuck in that traffic because I made that light, and it's not that, what you should be thinking is those things, yes, I made it, gratitude, okay, let's go, I'm not going to do that again, but Jupiterian people love the thrill, they love a little wild energy, and they love when things get a little crazy kooky, and so they want to rush that light push that envelope, take those risks, and, you know, do things that maybe they've never done before. Ride that wave, ski that slope that's a little dangerous, you know. So, Jupiterian people are a little bit of daredevils. Sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they, you know, I don't know that a Jupiterian type ever really regrets it. They're just like, okay, on to the next, you know. Uh, I, i I know not to do that again or I learned a lesson from that etc. So that's what's important with Jupiter. Also this week we are going to hit the midpoint of the Mercury retrograde already and that means that Wednesday the 6th we are going to have the Kazemi of Mercury. So the way we had it at the midpoint of the Venus retrograde we are having the Sun and Mercury conjunct 7.09 a.m. Eastern Time Wednesday the 6th and that's going to be A big Mercury day, so you might feel electrified in your thoughts. You might feel a lot of energy with your analysis and your thinking and your organization skills and communications with people, but that's because the sun and Mercury are joining one another. And you know, when Mercury or any other planet gets this close to the sun, it goes combust because it's hot. It's in the rays, it's in the beams, it's in it's in the heat and the core of the sun. And it's, you know, we forget about the sun. The sun is powerful. It's the sun for Pete's sake, you know? It's the whole of the of our solar system, you know. Without the sun, we don't live. <laughs> so, sometimes in astrology it's like oh it's just the sun. Yeah, it's the sun, folks. It is intense. Go out in the sun. Go up to Guanacaste. <laughs> Gonna go to Guanacaste in February and you will feel the sun, okay? And it is it is hot and when Mercury is that close and is conjunct the sun. It feels the heat. So communications get heated up. Maybe there's lots of communications on Wednesday, but it is the midpoint of the Mercury retrograde. Mercury goes direct on the 15th of September. So this is the 6th. This will happen. And we know that this is a time when, you know, communications might come out of nowhere. You might hear from someone. Any of those things could get a little wonky. So it's sun and Mercury in Virgo and that is Mercury's, one of its favorite signs, and the two of them together will highlight and heat up any communications that we have, okay? So we just, we need to keep that in mind on Wednesday, so keep your head about you keep your thoughts clear it's probably a great day to meditate if you do a regular meditation practice maybe it's better to do something longer that day and just really stay in the vibes and the thoughts okay and then we have the experience of the sun again the sun trining Jupiter on Friday the 8th so that's really important because it's a very smooth aspect it's very good it's all earthy and you know that the sun and Jupiter are in earth signs and there's a lot of earth right now asking us to be practical lots of practicality so that experience of the sun in Virgo will trine Jupiter and this is a very smooth positive Creative, open, abundant aspect. Okay, so that's a very good aspect to have on Friday. Uh, I always tell people it's first thing in the morning. It's like seven thirteen a.m. Eastern time. I always tell people th- this is the other side of Jupiter. There's the light of Jupiter and the dark of Jupiter. The dark of Jupiter is the overindulgence, the hedonism. Okay, too much of a good thing, and the sun trining Jupiter can remind us of that you know that experience of whoa I'm just going way out there I can you know I can do no wrong it's kind of the sun and Jupiter are kind of Dionysian it's just it's what you see in like those rock star biographies <laughs> where 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 the rock stars are just like overindulging and it's overabundance and it's overflowing with champagne and everything else right so this is one of those aspects the sun and Jupiter where we use it to our benefit and avoid overindulgence it's Friday right okay it's in the practical signs of Virgo and Taurus so you know it's not Sag and Leo (laughs) but or Aries and what this is asking of us is to, you know, stay practical. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's a good time if you feel you can buy yourself a little gift, okay, or buy a gift for someone you love. And it's, it's a good aspect for generosity, for giving, for being supportive, for showing uh, that you care. But it is not a night to like, overindulge in food and drink. Okay. Just be very careful. It's like too much. The sun and Jupiter can be way, way, way too much. Okay. So just be, just be aware, just be careful and use your discretion and discernment. And we have so much in the element of earth. You know, the sun and Mercury are in Virgo and Uranus is in Taurus and Jupiter is in Taurus and Pluto is in Capricorn and that's five planets in earth and right now they're not showing any sign of leaving okay there's no changes not this week not next week eventually the sun will go into Libra later in the month and then we're you know we'll have one less in earth and one more in air but it's really a lot of earth right now and so we're we're being asked to really look at the practical things and manifest something that can really work in our lives, something tangible. And I think that when there's so much earth, people are concerned with earthly matters. They're not all like up in their head with like airy thoughts. They're really looking at the nuts and bolts of life. And a lot of that has to do with money and finance. And I think people have been really tight with their money and they are feeling insecure with their money. And I don't think there's a reason for that. Jupiter is in Taurus, okay? If any time you're secure financially, it's when Jupiter's in Taurus, okay? Even if it's going retrograde. So don't see this. Don't see this time. I know the world this, the stock market that, the banks this, the inflation, bop, 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 bop. But there's five planets in Earth. And that means... There's plenty to go around, and there always is plenty to go around. You, the, the last thing you want to start thinking about is lack and scarcity, okay? The thing is, when there's so much earth, it's like abundant earth. It is everything. The earth itself, Mother Nature, is abundant in and of herself, okay? Okay. She's always abundant. She's blooming. She's growing. She's blossoming. Yes, there's winter, but that's also abundant too. There's an abundance of rest and sleep. That's what happens when there's those winter months. You, there's a need for sleep. Mother Nature must rest at times too. But she's, it's not like the trees are dead. They're dormant, you know. Dormancy does not mean dead. That means that they are sleeping and they're resting and then they bloom. Okay. And we're the same way. So with all this earth in the sky right now, you have to feel and see the abundance. Do not, do not stress. Jupiter is in Taurus and it's going to be in Taurus for a while. Okay. So we've got some months and months and months, and this is so important to recognize what you have with Jupiter in Taurus going retrograde. Great time for looking at what you have, being grateful for what you have. And the more you thank yourself and thank the universe for what you have, the more you will receive. The more grateful you are, the more you receive. Remember, and I've said this before on this podcast, when we receive, when we receive, when someone gives you a gift or gives, opens the door for you, does anything for you, gives to you, right? You say, thank you you show gratitude. If you start showing gratitude for things that are not yet in your life, you are calling them in because gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. Okay? So remember that. So Jupiter going retrograde is a wonderful time to feel gratitude in your life, for your life, about your life, for everything you have and everything that's coming to you. All right? So that is a very important thing to remember during this Jupiter retrograde. Anytime you start to think you're going to feel lack, turn it into gratitude. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. So important to remember. And early next month, when everything's sort of changing around, Mercury will be direct, Venus will be direct, and then they will both be changing signs. Mercury will leave Virgo and go into Libra so it's leaving Earth and going into air but Venus will be going into Earth into Virgo and Mars will leave air and go into water so we have a little bit of water with Saturn and Neptune in Pisces and Venus is the fire in the sign of Leo right now and so there'll be a little bit of shifting and changing at the beginning of October but that's okay there's still going to be balances I think fire is really the one that we may not feel so much. But Mars going into Scorpio is spicy, and when it does that in October, uh we can it's a water sign, but it's still a spicy spicy uh experience of that Marsy, which is a fiery planet energy, okay? And we are set for the week. Now, we don't have any lunations this week. We are about to have the f- next new moon in the week ahead, next week, the 14th. And by the way, October brings eclipses, okay? There's the 14th of October and the 28th of October. We will see eclipses, okay? But we're not there yet. And that next lunation next week is going to be one, and then the next one after that, the full moon on the end of the month, that's going to be the one that opens the eclipse period, okay? So, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening to the Golden Astrologer Podcast gratitude to all if you would like a session with me you can connect with me through my website thegoldenastrologer.com click book online and set yourself up for any session whether it's astrology or Reiki or if you'd like to work with me long term in expansion mentoring and if you are interested in astrological reports that I regularly give you can tune in to me on Instagram thegoldenastrologer. And I just put up stories yesterday about how an astrology session happens. Okay, what's, what happens in an astrology session? What exactly happens? So I may post that again as a reel or something. So, so stay looking out for that because then you could get a sense of what happens in an astrology session. If you'd like to contact me and inquire about any of my services, especially the expansion mentoring because it's a longer-term project, I welcome you to write to me at info at the golden astrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. Thank you so much for listening. Many blessings. Gratitude to all.